I'm Al John Go, podcaster and producer of the Disney List, Skull Rock Podcast, and Dining at Disney. When you're creating content, podcasts, webcasting, live streaming, or wanting to step up your video conference calls, you need quality gear and accessories. That's why I use Gator Frameworks in my studio. From professional broadcast boom arms and microphone stands, studio monitor speaker stands, ring light kits, headphone holders, elite furniture studio desks, and acoustic wall treatments, Gator Frameworks has you covered. Gator is the leading brand of cases, stands, and support system solutions for music, pro AV, creative pro, IT, and general utility industries. They have over 1,000 different solutions made from vacuum-formed plastics, rational molded plastics, wood, sewn, and EVA materials. Leveraging their expertise in case design and manufacturing, Gator has a complete OEM division that works with leading companies around the world to engineer and create custom cases for original equipment manufacturers. For more information, visit GatorFrameworks.com. Product provided in exchange for promotional consideration. I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth. Welcome yet again to another edition of the Disney List where every week we talk about our top 10s for Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and the theme parks. My name's Al John, of course, joined by Kristen. And before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, why don't we talk about some travel deals? Because everyone loves going and planning their Disney trip. Kristen's here to help you out. You can save time and money by emailing her at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Kristen, what do we have going on this week? Well, right now you can save up to 500 off of a five-night stay, and that's at select Disney Resort hotels this spring and early summer. Mm-hmm. You can book that right now. Another deal that they have going on is where you can save up to 35% off on select sailings. Um, those sailings go out of Miami, San Diego, and Port. Canaveral, and it's anywhere from a three-night to a seven-night trip. So I like it. Definitely, you'll want to take advantage of that if you like to cruise, because Disney doesn't run a lot of cruise deals. So this is this is a great great offer they have going on right now. True, and once again, you know, Kristen, you've been doing this for a long time. And to the benefit of our listeners, you've saved them tons of money, tons of time. Uh, what else can can you add in terms of uh, reasons they should go with you uh, versus booking with Disney directly, for example? Because oftentimes they're like, eh, you know, we'll just book it ourselves. Well, there's several benefits to that. Number one, I do all the work. You just tell me what you want and I find it for you. So... <laughs> Um, and I'm always looking for the best deal. Once you've booked and you've deposited, I am still looking for a better deal for you. Um, one of the main reasons is because I personally like deals. Um, and it definitely makes me more likely than to continue using whatever that, that you know, vendor is. Like, I, 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 I love the deals that Norwegian Cruise Line runs. So I often, you know, cruise with them. 
because mm-hmm. of such a good deal. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, it, it saves you all the hassle of when a deal is launched about trying to call in because it's not easy to get on the phone or even online when it comes to booking things. There is a uh, long wait. I've waited as long as four hours before to get the uh, deal applied to a trip. And on top of that, you have my expertise. You know, I've I've been on several cruises, both river and large ship, as well as been annual pass holders for Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Universal Orlando. So you've got my my knowledge to help you with your with any questions you have planning your vacation. Exactly right. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. We love to cruise. We love going to the theme parks for sure. So be sure you email Kristen for your free quote today. She'll love to help save you time and money. Theme parks and cruises at gmail.com. The following is a production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. What an imagination, huh? <laughs> Are you guys ready? Are you ready? From the Gator Framework Studio in Music City, it's the Disney List. The Disney List. Disney fans Kristen Hetzel and Al John Go bring you top 10 lists from the Disney parks, films, Star Wars, Marvel, news, travel tips, and more. Now prepare yourself for the Disney list. Oh boy, it is. Disney list emanating from Music City, Al John Go, longtime Disney, Marvel, Star Wars fan, and pop culturist. So glad you could be here. Joined by my better half, Kristen. Hello. Yes. Why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> I am a travel expert as well as a Disney foodie. Who, uh, I've, I've taken many cooking lessons as well as have worked in restaurants. So <laughs> I know I know food well. She is the foodie and also a wonderful travel, um, well-traveled, being a vacation planner extraordinaire. The parks and cruises at gmail.com and the dining at Disney podcast. Hey, by the way, uh, really cool episodes of uh, dining at Disney. We talked about um, looking forward to having actually the dining at Disney crew participate in the Disney list at some point. That'll be a lot of fun, but uh, we've got a great list for you this week. Kristen, what are we talking about? We are talking the top 10 Movies of the 80s, Disney, Walt Disney Pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the top 10 Walt Disney Pictures of the 1980s. It's a mixture of live action and animation. It should be a lot of fun. We love the 80s <laughs> for sure. And uh, I, I can't wait to rank them and I can't wait to get your feedback. Feel free to follow us on all the social. We're on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. One of the best ways you can touch base with us. You can also send us those emails if you would. We'd love to hear from you at the Disney List at gmail.com. And right now, before we go into our top 10 list for this week, let's break into some news, shall we? I think it's time. All right. I love free stuff. Well, it's kind of free. It's kind of free. Exclusive <laughs> merchandise and events for D23 Appreciation Month. 
So D23 members, this is for you. You get a lot of free gifts announced on their website, currently celebrating their 13th anniversary being the official Disney fan club. Can you believe it? It's been 13 years already. That's why I have a whole stack of magazines. You got a whole bunch. You know, we'll almost need a case just for all the D23 stuff you've got, which is awesome. Because we love the magazine and all the keepsakes. Of course, you keep them all nice and mint. Very mint condition. What are they giving away this month, Kristen? If you are a gold member, which means you're one of the paid members, you can get a member magnet. And your choices, you have you have a choice here. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, mm-hmm. or you can get Stitch. Stitchy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, last time it was Mickey and... Uh, Mickey and Minnie, right? No, last time it was Mickey or Figment, and I went with the Figment one. Mm-hmm. This time I'm going to have to go with Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah. But what is cool is that they also are putting out a exclusive Mickey and Minnie charter member. Ooh, so you get both. That means I get that one. I like it. I like it. You can also find some exclusive downloads and wallpapers, backgrounds and such for the Disney D23 website for this occasion, which is nice. There's also some brand new D23 gold member exclusive merchandise, including a limited edition Mickey Mouse playing crazy pin, which looks pretty dope. I am down with the old school Mickey. And of course, they have the gold member exclusive legacy or limited edition pin for 55 years of Pirates of the Caribbean with the pirate Neil Oh, the old pig, little pig, uh, hanging out, drinking some rum. Where's the rum? It does not seem like five years have gone by since I was there for that celebration at Disneyland. No, right. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So D23 members will get free shipping at Shop Disney starting now and lasting through March 31st of this year. So be sure to log in for it. Very neat indeed. Be sure to check that out for you gold members. I love this, Kristen. Disney's Orange Bird, Dooney, and Burke, Burke collection is now online. You know, the Flower and Garden Festival has got some really hot merchandise. Every year, it seems like, you know, we don't want to be feeding the machine so much, right? We don't want to be giving Disney so much money, although we spend so much time and effort promoting the brand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we always say to ourselves... Now, we don't need another wine glass. We don't need another corksicle. We don't need another T-shirt. We don't need another cap. But yet, here you go. The Dooney and Burke collection for the International Flower and Garden Festival is out. Orange Bird everywhere. And for, for me, I love Orange Bird. But you, being a Disney foodie, Miss Dining at Disney podcast, I feel like I need to save up and get you some of this stuff. I, well, I love Orange Bird. And so I'm excited to see this. And I do like um, the totes that they they have. The Orange Bird totes work work really nice for me because I carry a lot of stuff. Okay, so that's the so, tote. So the Orange Bird tote is 298 bucks. I mean, these are high-quality bags, y'all. Then you oh, also have the yeah. Orange Bird satchel, which is 268 And I think they even have a little um, – they've got the tote, and they have – yeah – so those are the things. They've got like a, a tote, a purse, and like a like another little bag for one ninety eight. It's a cross body bag for one ninety eight. So 
three different sizes for you. If you're a big orange bird fan, which a lot of you are, or just a Dooney and Burke collector, I'm sure some of these will end up uh, getting on eBay at some point. I will say the good thing about Dooney and Burke is they are very high quality and they can handle you packing them full and walking around with like 20 pounds of stuff in it and not looked used because I've mine I've had what oh I think longer than five or six years now that one tote and it it's in great shape absolutely speaking of shopping in the Disney parks um I I I don't like calling it the creation shop I just want to call it mouse gear is that okay can I just continue to call it mouse gear okay it's a creation shop they've got this this new um scented line of merchandise uh once again for disney foodies i'm sure Kristen, you're going to talk about this on dining at disney but they've got the creation shop in spirit jerseys that smell like mickey waffles and mickey pretzels um (laughs) it's got a very strong butter scent um that's kind of odd but also kind of intriguing like i want to i want i kind of want to smell it <laughs> check it out for myself it's so bizarre what do you think about the i mean the pretzel maybe but the mickey waffle smelling like butter can it just smell like maple syrup please what's up with that i don't know it's, it's so bizarre odd. yeah how about popcorn would you, you buy a popcorn no you, no 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 Pepperoni pizza? Oh, definitely no. That would stink. (laughs) It would probably be nasty smell like the chili cheese dog from the Stitch Attraction. What would you you think if you were standing next to someone in line that smelled like a a buttery pretzel or a a Mickey waffle? If it was like vanilla Mickey waffle, maybe, but... I'd be wondering why they smell like food. Is it weird? Yes. I'd be like, what, did they bathe in it? (laughs) They stand really close to the... The, the stove when they were they were cooking honey. So uh, five major changes also coming to Disney's Boardwalk, Kristen. Um, the Cake Bake Shop is going to be opening soon. It's a table service restaurant and bakery. The, bake, the Cake Bake Shop is expected to open next year and will offer both savory and dessert menus along with afternoon tea service in a whimsical atmosphere that complements the magic of the idyllic charm of Disney's Boardwalk. Ooh, looks nice. You want to talk about this sandwich shop here? Yes, there is a new sandwich shop um, where the Boardwalk Bakery will be transformed into this this new location. Uh, joining the lineup, uh, like Boardwalk Ice Cream. Mm-hmm. The lobby is going to be renovated as well as uh, the rooms. And then there is going to be getting a brand new boardwalk in coffee bar just off the lobby, which is going to be great as well. Nice. Yeah. So petite cafe. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, some enhancements coming there coming soon over the next year over there at Disney's boardwalk. Well, well needed. Another thing that is really cool, and we can just leave that door open because our cat's just going back and forth. just driving us crazy. Uh, (laughs) Um, Disney's new food truck. We talked a little bit about this on this week's Dining at Disney podcast. Local Green Orlando is serving up fresh. Hashtag eat well, be well. And this particular eatery is just really um, a great fresh farm to table food truck, which was made popular in Atlanta. Which is nice. So it's got a lot of dishes inspired by Florida's most famous um, musicians. 
So there you go. It's over there at Disney Springs. So be sure to check it out. Uh, local Green Orlando's founders, um, Zachary and Robin Wallace, noticed a lack of access to foods and of nutritional value. Um, commonly referred to as food dessert in their community, whose demographic make sure was mostly, you know, minorities. And from there, the restaurant, um, which was originally a food truck based out of Atlanta and eventually became a brick and mortar shop, the founders made a plan to increase awareness and benefits of delicious and fulfilling plant-based foods. Um, so that's pretty cool. They've got all kinds of great, you know, street corn, sandwiches, really great uh, menu items there. I mean, that looks just amazing. Now, it's of course, it's plant-based, but um, I think it's. Uh, I think the food looks amazing, and I love the street corn as well. Oh, yes, yeah, street corn's always good. Mm-hmm. Now, it is uh, Women's History Month uh, here, being in March of 2022, as you listen to this. And they did something history-making over at Disneyland. Do you know what that is? Yes. They changed, as you enter the park, the Mickey face display that you see right there in, in the grass is Minnie. There you go. That, so um, I love how the horticultural, uh, horticultural team has made that um, – the flower display a Minnie Mouse. So it's amazing. It's been the first time. And Minnie's bow contains 750 Namista, Namista plants. Did I say that right? So very cool indeed. And um, I think it looks absolutely perfect. It's a, it's a good thing. And it's a very unique thing. So be sure if you're out there in Disneyland to get your picture there by the flowery display. Now we have a couple other things we need to talk about here for Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Kristen, Star Wars once again broke the internet with this trailer for Disney's Obi-Wan. When you hear the music, you know it's Star Wars, right? Disney+. Plus. Done, we lost... Luke, stay hidden. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Duel of the Fates. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. Okay, I'm going to get pinged <laughs> when this happens because there's too much Duel of the Fates going on. But of course, they broke the internet. Obi-Wan Kenobi is the new series that's going to be streaming exclusively on Disney Plus on May 25th, exactly the same day uh, that uh, Star Wars, aka Star Wars A New Hope Episode 4, um, went into theaters back in 1977. The story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of, of uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Uh, where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. You have Ewan McGregor, who you heard in the uh, doing the voiceover for that trailer, uh, reprising his role as uh, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, also Hayden Christensen, who comes back as Anakin, a.k.a. Darth Vader, 
and a bunch of awesome actors to boot in this series. It's directed by Deborah Chow, who did a bunch of episodes of The Mandalorian. We love Deborah Chow's work in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. And, uh, of course, uh, it's also executive produced by Ewan McGregor, too, as well as the rest of the Lucasfilm staff. So, um, nice. yeah, he's getting some money. He's getting paid. Good for he's him. He's getting paid. I, well, you love Ewan McGregor. I anyway, do. Right. And you I love did. the trailer. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Bringing back a lot of uh, characters and some new ones, too, uh, as they're, uh, you know, they're hunting down Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just really cool. Another thing that was released this week was a first look image of the new live action Pinocchio scheduled premiere on Disney Plus in September. Check this out. It is Pinocchio directed by Academy Award winner Robert Zemeckis and stars Tom Hanks. There you go. Uh, Also in there, you've got um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Keegan-Michael Key, Luke Evans. So there's a bunch of great people attached to this film. And it looks really, really good. Of course, this is the live-action retelling of the beloved tale of the wooden puppet who embarks on a thrilling adventure to become a real boy. <laughs> Ain't got no strings, no strings on me. Of course, Tom Petto, uh, Tom Petty, Tom Hanks stars as Geppetto. <laughs> Tom, Tom Petto, <laughs> uh, Tom Petty, um, who builds Pinocchio, which is uh, being played by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt stars as Jiminy Cricket. Let your conscience be your guide. Pretty cool, right? Yep. I love it. Um, So check that out in September. Weekend Family is the first French Disney Plus original series, uh, exclusively streaming right now on Disney Plus. So please check that out as well. It follows the exploits of a chaotic, enduring, super blended family. Every weekend, fun-loving Fred has custody of three very different daughters, idealistic Clara, quirky Victoria, and demanding Romy. This would be complicated enough, but their three mothers and Fred's best friend, Stan, are always in the scene as well, making weekends a little bit more frantic. So, um, Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we may have to check that out. Last but not oh, least, yay. we've got Earth Day, of course, April 22nd. We've got another awesome uh, nature animal documentary from Disney Plus, Polar Bear. And our little girl, Boo, she loves bears. And they love to, to check out the Disney nature film. So you play, they play daily in our household. <laughs> so you can team up with Polar Bears International to help polar bears and protect the mother cubs and their Arctic home. Um Katherine Keener narrates a mother polar bear's extraordinary journey. So please check that out. Coming, I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, April 22nd on Disney+. Plus. Man, that wraps up the headlines for this week. Once again, uh, let us know what you want news and commentary on. Send us those emails, if you will, over Facebook, any social media, and of course, email at thedisneylist at gmail.com. Top 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And there we are. Kristen, what is on our list for today? We are talking the top 10 Walt Disney Studios films of the 80s. 
right on. And this is a mixture of live action and animated films, and there are a ton. And in fact, there are even more that were released by Disney under the Touchstone Films banner that we're not even touching, if you will, in this show. Um, Did you want to maybe talk about some movies that aren't on the list but are quote-unquote Disney films? One of my (laughs) all-time favorite movies is on this list. And it is Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. Now, it's not on this top 10 list because no. it's not. No, it's on you know, Touchstone. It's Touchstone, you know, which we could have put in there, but it would have been a huge list because Three Men and a Baby is on there. Um, Good Morning Vietnam is on there. Of course, Kristen's favorite Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey is on there. Um, Cocktail. Oh, I used to is love on that. There as well, I used to love watching you know, that movie. Beaches. I look back and I'm like, you know, you watch cocktail as an adult and you're like, wow, that really was not a child-friendly movie at all. Uh, absolutely and not. There's I a reason why. I watched it so many times. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, there's also Dead Poet Society that was released in 89, Turner and Hooch. Uh, so there were a ton of movies. And let's not forget Splash as well with, once again, Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. So there was a lot of great movies released un, uh, under the Disney company, but we are primarily focusing on ones that Disney had a, a mix in in terms of animation and live action under Walt Disney Pictures. And one very interesting film that uh, is in the list that was co-opted by another huge studio. So I tell you what, let's go ahead and get in to the fun and games with this number 10. Here comes a brand new Herbie. It's dynamite. The love bug goes south of the border. The hard way. In Disney's all new Herbie goes bananas. It's Herbie with all new styling. I've never seen anything like it. All new performance. circles around the competition taking on a gang of gold thieves 700 miles on a banana boat with wheels I think he's trying to chew it off get him they're taking the gold Cloris Leachman he wants to tell us something. It's a car woman, not Lassie. Harvey Corman. And Disney's top banana, Herbie. A car that drives everyone bananas. So. Herbie goes bananas. <laughs> I used to love the Herbie movies growing up. I thought they were hilarious. I've always wanted my first car to be a Volkswagen bug as a result, as a result. But, uh, this film coming out back in 1980 rated G for a hundred for one hour and 40 minutes, you get to check out <laughs> Herbie goes bananas where this adorable little Volkswagen helps its owners break up a counterfeiting ring in Mexico starring Charles Martin Smith, Stephen W. Burns, Cloris Leachman, and how about that? Do you remember ever seeing this? I, yeah, we in school for some reason <laughs> we school. had like movie, like a movie time occasionally, and they would play movies like that. And it was 
played all the Herbie movies, but I remember you could like get Twizzlers and a couple of Oh, is that right? You had to like spend time in Twizzlers? Yes. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that a lot. So we watched that and my sister, Lori, her favorite movies as a kid were those. She loved the Herbie movies. Does she still want a Volkswagen bug? Of course, but she knows that they're- there's issues with them, so she's not going to be getting one. But. <laughs> well, all righty then. Number nine. Okay, this is one of my fer- personal favorites from back in the day. Okay. <laughs> Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall as olive oil. Robin Williams, you, you know, what a great movie in 1980. I have fond memories of this movie and uh, this was co-opted with Paramount. An interesting, interesting film to say the least. Um, I don't know. I, I don't remember have, this. I'm you don't? sure I I'm sure I saw it, but no, I don't remember this. So Robin Williams, of course, Popeye, Shelley Duvall as Olive Oil. You had Paul Dooley as Wimpy, Ray Walston as Poop Deck Pappy, Paul L. Smith as Pluto. (laughs) And this is, I mean, this is good stuff here. What I remember, I was such a Popeye fan of the comic strip growing up. When this movie came out, I was like, oh, we got to check this out. Uh, The Adventures of the Famous Sailor Man and His Friends in the Seaside Town of Sweet Haven. And I thought it was just hilarious, but the spinach was gross looking. It was so gross when he popped that can of spinach and then he got strong. And I was like, oh, this is so gross. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> It gross. didn't make you want to eat spinach as a kid. Uh, absolutely not. I, th- I thought it was absolutely gross, but uh, I ate spinach anyway, but it didn't, it sh- surely didn't look like that. It looked, it looked totally gross, but um, you know, I tell you, the the great thing about this is you get to see Robin Williams uh, being still a genius playing this crazy character of Popeye and Shelley Duvall straight up after uh, doing The Shining. Wow. <laughs> quite, quite a change. It is definitely quite a change. Hey, this is something I think more the speed of a lot of our listeners today. Number eight. From the creators who brought you The Adventure of Aladdin and the excitement of The Little Mermaid comes a tale of mystery, suspense, and a great big adventure in The Great Mouse Detective. When a beloved toy maker disappears, delightfully wicked, there's only one mouse for the job. That's the Baker Street, Michael Ferris. Together with his trusty sidekick, he's ready to crack the case. Your father is as good as fun. Miss Flamhammer. Flavisham. Whatever. But only if he can stop a slimy, contemptible sewer rat. Tricky and wicked, of course. The clues are in. The pressure is on. I'm right behind you, Marshall. And the adventure is about to begin. To Buckingham Palace. Say cheese. Smile, everyone. For the mouse who always gets his man. I thought I'd never find you. Elementary, my dear Dawson. The film Joel Siegel calls magic. And Siskel and Ebert give two thumbs up. Disney's animated classic, The Great Mouse Detective. Miss Blanchester. Flavisham. Whatever. So... This particular film, you heard the that was actually the Disney home video um, 
promo release release promo for this particular film, The Great Mouse Detective, but it actually came out in 1986. Basil, the rodent Sherlock Holmes, investigates the kidnapping of a toy maker and uncovers its link to his archenemy, Professor Radigan. And you've got uh, directors Ron Clements, Bernie Madison, and Dave Michener just you know, just the who's who of Disney animation at that time there. Vincent Price, Barry Ingham, and Val Betton all providing voices here for these classic characters. Um, what else can I say? Just another Disney classic and a kind of uh, gives, uh, you know, gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling because it does kind of have that, that classic Disney animated look, right? Think how many kids are going to grow up never seeing a promo for a movie before watching their movie. (laughs) Because because you're streaming. So many people stream movies now that when you stream it, you don't have the previews for other movies that are, you know, going to be coming out on DVD, Blu-ray or whatever, you know, because most people are streaming now. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some kids that will never see, you know, that kind of promo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, I, I wanted to point this out too, is that when you look at the music for this, it was provided by the legendary Harry Mancini. Uh, we talked about the producers on there um, and some of the directors, but you also have Bernie Mattinson who produced and Ron Miller, of course, with the Disney family uh, produced this film. But I also want to point this out. Production manager, Don Hahn, who would later, of course, be the man who produced the the Disney Renaissance films, you know, that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But then you also have, guess who else? Visual effects by our friend Dave Bossert. <laughs> he worked on it. It's one of his first uh, movies after uh, The Black Cauldron, which wow. <laughs> we're going to be talking about here in just a second. So uh, once again, Great Mouse Detective in 1986. Right on. I believe we're at, is it? (laughs) I just want to make sure. Number seven. Did I say that right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I did. Yes. I did. I'm just checking. I've got a lot of stuff here. I've got a lot of buttons, too many buttons. New on special edition Disney DVD. A brave warrior. I'll protect you. A beautiful princess. I'm Princess Anonli. An evil emperor. Soon the black cauldron will be mine. And a magical cauldron. If the fallen king should find it, nothing could stand against him. That holds the key to saving a mystical land. Black Cauldron on a new special edition Disney DVD. If we destroy the cauldron, it will stop the whole kill. With deleted scenes and more. If I don't stop the cauldron, we're all lost. Karen, no! Walt Disney's classic adventure, The Black Cauldron Special Edition. Coming soon to Disney DVD. You know, it's so funny when you watch these old trailers and this of course for the DVD and not the, the, the film, the theatrical release, but they all had these voiceovers like coming soon to Disney DVD. 
Or, of course, that coming soon to Disney DVD. You know, <laughs> you won't want to miss this special edition with deleted scenes and more. But this particular film, we've seen, of course, this film recently. A young boy and a group of misfit friends embark on a quest to find dark magic item of ultimate power before a diabolical tyrant can. And this film was also uh, one of Dave Bossert's uh, original films where he worked on uh, special effects for it. Directed by Ted Berman and Richard Rich. uh, Written and adapted from the Chronicles of uh, uh, Pryden. And there you go. Lloyd Alexander from that series, uh, writing that series. David Jonas with a story. And Vance Gary story in there as well. Now, here are some interesting things about this film. I thought this film was just... uh, kind of creepy <laughs> um, because of all the the death and the skeletons and all that real real stuff uh, but I but it did look very cool um, for the for the time what are your thoughts on on this film you know the one character um, kind of reminds me um, oh gosh of the bad guy who comes that owns the insane asylum in Beauty and the Beast and helps Gaston. He kind of reminds me of him. Huh. Okay. Oh, you mean? Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. Okay. You're not not helping me here. I can't. I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know the character's name. Okay. I don't remember. I've only seen this movie like twice in my life. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to trying to figure out you know um, you know which which character it is. But anyway, hey, look. Uh, it's not a huge investment of time. It's an hour and 20 minutes, y'all. And back in 1985, I think um, this film was very ambitious. And even though the reviews were mixed at best, um, critic, uh, the critic reviews um, or Metascore is a 59 uh, on this particular film. I think it's worth noting that this is one of... Um, Disney's first PG films uh, that was animated because everything else was G-rated. Did and not know that. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the first. Absolutely. Yeah, interesting for sure. Number six. All right. Uh, we're here with, I think, one of my, what shall I say? It's a, um, it's a favorite of mine because of the story. It's sad, isn't it? Yes, it is a sad movie. Isn't it sad? Yeah. I think it's sad. In the classic tradition of the beloved Disney films Bambi and Lady and the Tramp comes an extraordinary tale of an unlikely friendship. I'm a fox. I'm a hound dog. The Fox and the Hound, 25th Anniversary Edition DVD. It's all these DVD promos. Uh-huh. Let's have some fun. With restored picture and sound. Critics call it superior, a landmark Disney film. Walt Disney Pictures proudly presents The Fox and the Hound 25th Anniversary Edition DVD. You're my very best friend. Share it with your family this fall. And look out for Disney's The Fox and the Hound 2, an all-new movie premiering on Disney DVD Winter 2006. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow, that's dated a little bit, right? Just a little. Now, The Fox and the Hound originally released in 1981. Once again, one of those films that my dad checked out of the public library and brought home and played on his 8mm movie projector back in the house. And when I was growing up, I remember specifically us sitting in the kitchen and setting up 
that that um, that movie projector and playing it and just sitting and watching this movie was just really cool. A lot of great memories for that, but a very sad story indeed. We've got Kurt Russell as Cooper, a very young Kurt Russell, and Mickey Rooney as Todd. Um, just a great, great bunch of great voice actors in here. A young Corey Feldman as a young Cooper. How about that? Wow. A young Corey Feldman. Copper. Young Copper. You Did I say, I say Cooper? I'm going to lose my mind. Yes, yeah, Copper. Um, I was looking at Corey Feldman's face and I kept on thinking to myself, Friday the 13th. Yeah, that, no, different, different movie. <laughs> Very well, different I, movie. I, I, <laughs> very different movie, but I can't help myself. It's just how my mind works. I, I like foxes, so I think this is a little yep. fox named Todd and Copper, a hound puppy, vow to be best buddies forever. But as Copper grows into a hunting dog, their unlikely friendship faces the ultimate test. So there you go. Uh, another story, another great story for sure. So. Here we are at the halfway point. Number five. This one has got probably one of the great um, kind of pop soundtracks because of all the people involved. Directed by George Scribner, Lost and Alone Kitten joins a gang of dogs engaged in larceny in New York City. Larceny. What? I just love the little animated cats. Uh, of course I do. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I like my cats. My little fur balls. I love it. Aww. Rated G. Oliver and Company from 1988. So very great. I love it. George Scribner, I've uh, interviewed before on Skull Rock Podcast. Just an amazing, amazing uh, guy. A great voice cast. You've got Cheech Marin as Tito. Richard Mulligan from every 80s sitcom as Einstein in there. And then, of course, Dom DeLuise as Fagin. I love that. But here you go. Billy Joel as Dodger. And Joey Lawrence, whoa, as Oliver. How about that? I did not realize that he was the voice of Oliver. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. There's tons of great actors uh, providing voiceovers. And I I think this really started you know, Disney uh, bringing in pop superstars and real big celebrities to do voiceovers um, you know, for their films. But uh, once again, that was just a, an interesting time in the company during its kind of transition from one regime to the next you know the katzenberg crew were coming in and um, changing things up at the walt disney company and animation so there you go oliver and company 1988 now moving on moving on to 1989 just the end of the 80s we have here probably one of um the great comedic actors of our time very underrated uh, I'll go ahead and just let this play out. Number four. Something's very weird here. What is it? Earthquake! No Rick Moranis is Professor Wayne Zielinski. Are you saying that the machine blew, blew up? up my kid? No, no, no. no, no. If no, the machine no. had blown up the kids, there'd be pieces of them everywhere. Did you report some missing children? Oh, there must be some mistake. Ours are in the backyard. Right, honey? 
Honey, I shrunk the kids. We're all the size of boogers. Dad, don't eat me! Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, don't you love Rick Moranis? Of course. Who doesn't? I mean, he, he to me, is one of the, the, the top comedians that I loved growing up. Um just in the 80s, but the scientist father of a teenage girl and boy accidentally shrinks his two other neighborhood, his and two other neighborhood teens the size of insects. Now the teens must fight diminutive dangers as the father searches for them. Directed by Joe Johnston, and Joe Johnston uh, also worked on Star Wars. How about that? You know, very good, very cool stuff. And then Rick Moranis, Matt Fuhrer. Um, Matt Fuhrer, you might know him from what? Do you know Matt Fuhrer, nope. the actor? No, what would I know him from? You would know him from, um, hold on a second. You would know him from? Fear the Walking Dead. Max Headroom. Max, Max Headroom. Oh. Remember Max Headroom? Vaguely. Vaguely, you know the TV and the yeah. plastic head yeah, in there? That's, yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, I I like the fact, though, that there are still echoes of this um for the longest time over at Epcot, you know, we had Honey, I Shrunk the Audience that was in there for a long time. And that also gives me very fond memories. So I really, I really dig it. Well, um, you you also had over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids play set. That's right. There you go. And I actually have had entered that play set once. Just once? Just once. <laughs> I had no reason to go play in there. There you go. Number three. This one right here is one of my all-time favorite The Disney computer. Games. An extension of the human intellect. The NCOM 511. Center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth. Programmed by Master Control to survive by all means. Soon, the ultimate tool will become the ultimate enemy. I still do not understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. control program everybody's been talking about. Kevin Flynn, computer genius. <laughs> Taken prisoner and held captive within the digital world of the computer itself. <laughs> Trapped inside an electronic arena. Where love music. I mean, that's so cutting edge for the time, right? Those digital vector graphics. <laughs> I had not seen this movie until they came out with The Legacy. Really? And then you and I watched it because we bought it on DVD a long time ago. Of course, now you can see Tron streaming on Disney Plus as well. A computer hacker is abducted. Can you imagine they used that term hacker back in 1982? A hacker is abducted into the digital world and was forced to participate in a gladiatorial game where his only chance of escape is with the help of a heroic security program. And 
Tron, so cutting edge, directed by Stephen Lisberger, writer Stephen Lisberger, uh, Bonnie McBird, and Charles S. Haas, who did the screenplay, starring Jeff Bridges. God loves Jeff Bridges. Bruce Bockleitner, Boxleitner, and David Warner, and uh, one of our favorites, Cindy Morgan. And there as well, we had an opportunity to... I talked to Bruce Box, Boxleitner a long time ago on our old podcast, WDW Tiki Room, and he's just amazing. Also, Cindy Morgan. We had a chance yeah. to talk to Cindy Morgan, which was great. But we've never had a chance to talk to Jeff Bridges, and I'd love to talk to Jeff Bridges. He's just a, a great, a great actor. But um, this was one of the very first films nominated for two Oscars, uh, you know, in visual effects and everything, and just an amazing uh, use of computer-generated uh, special effects. It won a Saturn Award for Best uh, Costumes, Best Science Fiction Film, Best Animated Film, nominated for a Saturn Award. Very cool indeed. Um, and I think this really was just the the cutting-edge film at the time. The music was amazing, and uh, I had very fond memories because I was a huge Tron video game fan. Still am. Love the, the video game Tron. You love video games. I do love retro video games in particular. I really do. Um, this one, though, I this next film, this film probably would not be able to be made now. No, it probably has a warning in front of it. Um, well, not just that, but you also have the fact that two studios came together, actually three when you think about it, um, to produce and, and get this film um, out in there. So I don't know if this will ever happen again, but uh, this and the following film, I think for me, pretty much come in at a close one, uh, one and two. Um, and in either day, I could, I could go back and forth on it. Um, let's go ahead and hit it. Number two. The following motion picture has been rated PG. Who framed Roger Rabbit 25th anniversary edition? I'm a for the first time on iPop and Blu-ray, it's the edge-of-your-seat thriller that hits like a ton of bricks. We do stay idiotic, but we're not stupid. It's groundbreaking. The whole thing stinks like yesterday's diapers. A technically amazing feat. Allow me, Mademoiselle. It's a rabbit sea stars, not birds. Stars! Can we lose the playback, please? Tunes. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. And that's not all. There's also three digitally restored shorts. What a genius! Catch Who Framed Roger Rabbit 25th Anniversary Edition <laughs> for the first time on Blu-ray. I have to say that this film is absolutely amazing. Also, Dave Bossert worked on this film as well. Um, when Disney had a bunch of their animation teams split up and work on it in England uh, at the time. Toon Hating Detective is a cartoon rabbit's only hope to provide his innocence when he is accused of murder, directed by Robert Zemeckis, and stars Bob Hoskins, Christopher Lloyd, Joanna Cassidy. In this cast, also just a whole list of amazing voice actors in there as well. Probably one of my favorite scenes um, that you'll never see probably ever again is when they go into Toontown and you have the Disney and Warner Brothers characters uh, together. Um, what are your memories of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Did you see this in the theater or did you? I don't remember if I saw it in the theater, but I know I watched it quite a bit. Yeah. Isn't it amazing though? I mean, they had 
it was kind of like Mary Poppins, but you know, crazy. Here's that scene I'm referring to here. Dueling piano bar. Bunch of characters in there. Daffy Duck versus Donald Duck. Anybody understand what this duck is saying? I work with a lot of wise quackers, but you are despicable. This is the last time I work with someone with a speech impediment. This means war. Work's been kind of slow since cartoons went to color, but I still got it, Eddie. Boop, boop, be doop. Yeah, you still got it. You know, you've got uh, the two giants of the studio, Mickey Mouse. Hey, what's up, Doc? Jumping without a parachute? Kind of dangerous, ain't it? Yeah. yeah uh, you can get killed, huh? You guys got a spare? Uh, Bugs does. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think you want it. I do, I do. Give it to me. Gee, uh, uh, better let him have it, Bugs. Okay, Doc. Whatever you say, here's the spare. Thank you. I mean, the gags is just incredible, but I mean, all of the cartoons in Toontown and yes, they were supposed to do that big time over there at Disney uh, and Toontown over there, but you know, they fell a little short trying to get the rights and a, a bunch of other things. But at the end of the day, you've got amazing characters like Roger Rabbit and uh, Jessica Rabbit, those kind of characters did, you know, are still representing the parks or had been representing the park. So there you go. You know, I kind of thought, you know, in the early nineties, we were going to continue to see more films like this because in 92, you had cool world with Brad Pitt that did the animation and live, live action, action together. Mm-hmm. And that was only four years after this came out. So yeah. I kind of thought we were going to see more of that, mm-hmm. but you know, and then it took a while before more of that uh, came came to be. But uh, yeah, it's uh, very, very, uh, I don't think you'd be able to see the Warner Brothers and Disney characters intermingle. But uh, this is a very special film. So uh, Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit from 1988 rated PG. And probably this is probably the most quintessential film. We had a great time on this list, uh, I must say. But uh, this right here takes the cake. <laughs> You belong to me. Wow, that music still to this day 
Amazing. Absolutely amazing. The Little Mermaid from 1989, part of the Disney Renaissance. A mermaid princess makes a bargain to attempt to become a human and win the prince's love. Directed by Ron Clements, John Musker. Of course, also in there, based on a tale by Hans Christian Andersen, starring Jody Benson, Samuel E. Wright, Rene Abergenois in there, and Pat Carroll. The, the wonderful Pat Carroll is Ursula. What else can we say? Just amazing. Great, great stuff there all the way around. I remember seeing this movie, and I, I really loved the Disney animation so much. I drew so much of The Little Mermaid and, and Lion King and all that stuff uh, when I was in school. And people often ask me to recreate, you know, movie posters. And I, I can't tell you how many times I drew this movie poster <laughs> for wow. people as a kid, pencils and ink and everything uh, before I you know, really started hardcore playing guitar and everything like that. But um, I've got a lot of fond memories for this film. How about you? I like this film. It kind of started the whole release of all these new great Disney movies. It kind of kicked it off because in the 80s, you didn't have a lot of Disney animated movies like you do today where something comes out every year. Um, and that kind of started with this movie. I think part and part of it, not only is the animation amazing, but you also had the amazing music of Alan Menken um, in there as well. Just amazing stuff in there and all the great artists that have worked on this film. So visual effects, great music, great story, absolutely amazing stuff. I said amazing all, all this time <laughs> talking about the little mermaid, but anywho, uh, once again, just awesome. So I hope you enjoyed our top 10 going down memory lane for the top 10 Disney studios films of the 1980s. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did presenting it for you today. And thank you so much for joining us on yet another edition of the Disney list. Kristen, where can people find you? They can find me at Dining at Disney on their favorite social media platform. They can also find the Dining at Disney podcast that I co-host with Bubba as well as Kat. You can find that on your favorite podcasting platform. And then if you are looking to take a vacation, whether it be Disney Universal or a cruise, you can reach out to me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Thank you. You can also find me, Al John Go, on Instagram. Best place to check me out for some really cool music posts. I also promote our podcast. Uh, like I said, I love producing the podcast for Dining at Disney, as well as Skull Rock Podcast, our sister show with uh, former Disney creative and filmmaker, author, award-winning author, Dave Bossert. As we talked about in this uh, particular show, we talk to Disney animators and filmmakers every single week and talk about what's latest and greatest in terms of streaming, movies, pop culture, Disney, Disney parks at Skull Rock Podcast. Please check it out on every social uh, media as well as every podcast platform and also on the Sorcerer Radio uh, Network. And thank you so much for Sorcerer Radio being our broadcast partner there at srsounds.com. And uh, celebrating 21 years. Long time. It's been a long time. Absolutely. 22 years. This is 20. Yeah, 21 years. 21 years. Yes. 21 years. And uh, I should also mention our great friends there at uh, Disney Parks Podcast, uh, WW uh, Park Hoppers. Please check them out. Um, we have so many great friends that help us out. Also, the Disney Dorks um, there as well. You can also find uh, our show, The Disney List, on. Um, Anchor? 
Oh, yeah, we're on Anchor. Uh, feel free to, to donate <laughs> to the show on Anchor or the new Source of Radio website and uh, put a little tippage in the tip jar. We're, um, yeah, so please do that. Hey, look, my time is up. Our time is up. And uh, thank you so much for tuning into the show. My name is Al John. And I'm Kristen. And, and we'll, we'll see you real soon. soon. Have a great week. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment and informational purposes. All other trademarks mentioned are the property of their respective owners. I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel, vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times. So they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money. Where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next Disney cruise, Disney park trip, Adventures by Disney? They can contact me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laugh-O-Gram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming of Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossert, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com.